Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Lightford did on the pregame show. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday morning. Apparently, it's not going to be a good day because my voice just cracked in the intro. I know I'm going to get that text from you, 415, at the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. But that's what happens after a game like last night. The Warriors have lost three straight. They've lost six of their last seven And they lose to the Memphis Grizzlies on a back-to-back 123-95. to And each game, they're just slipping in the standings. And last night, if you were able to sit through that one, then I applaud you. They did not have Draymond Green, Clay Thompson nor Otto Porter Jr. on the roster. But I also don't even know, with those three guys and how they're playing, I don't know if that would have gotten them to win last night just because of how good the Memphis Grizzlies have been, even without John Morant on the floor, because they have got some depth. That team that the Grizzlies have, man... That'd be an interesting seven-game series between those two teams that we saw last night, at least when the Warriors have all their starters healthy. But my goodness, they had zero chance in last night's game. They got to an early, early deficit to the Grizzlies, and they couldn't come back from it. The Grizzlies just kept on scoring. DeAnthony Melton had this unbelievable, or excuse me, not DeAnthony Melton, excuse me, I apologize for that one, Uh, but Brandon Clark had this, Xavier Tillman, damn it, it's Xavier Tillman, I had it there, Xavier Tillman had this unbelievable dunk, it's just, there was too much last night, there was nothing going on for the Warriors, they couldn't get a bucket, 
It was ugly. Andrew Wiggins was awful. Jordan Poole, actually Jordan Poole looked good, but Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga had too many turnovers. You were starting with GP2, but GP2 only had 13 minutes on the floor. Steve Kerr got ejected at halftime. He was the one who was trying to inject some life into the team by getting ejected just because Jordan Poole was going after a layup and ended up getting fouled. It just was ugly all around, and it was a very frustrating game to watch. But again, this team, I can't evaluate it to the point where I'm saying, oh yeah, this is just leading to a first-round exit in the playoffs. Like I can't evaluate that team that I saw on the floor last night because it's not going to be the same team that we're going to be seeing in the first round. When Steph comes back, that changes everything. We were always talking about how to get the best out of Steph Curry, you need Draymond Green on the court. Well, to get the best out of Draymond Green, you need Steph Curry on the court. In turn, you'd get the best out of Klay Thompson. You could put Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole on the court at the same time. We were calling that the pick-your-poison lineup for the limited amount of time that we saw those three on the floor at the same time together. Like, it's not going to be the same team that we're seeing in the playoffs. That's what I've come to here. Now, we saw that, that, that dunk by Kaminga. We've seen a, some nice moments from him. He didn't have a great game last night, but we continue to see him grow as a player, becoming more confident. That, con- that confidence is already through the roof, but it just continues to get even grow even more with each game. Getting to the line, I was happy with his 10 free throw attempts yesterday because Andrew Wiggins had zero. And as a team in total, they had 26. Half of that from Kaminga and Poole. Chris Chioza did not look good yesterday. I actually saw this number earlier, which is terrible, but Chris Chioza has a 90.6 offensive rating. Now, to put that into perspective, Brad Wanamaker had a 97 offensive rating. So, Chioza is just as bad of a player offensively as Brad Wanamaker is scoring the basketball. That means that they're scoring, the team overall is scoring a 90 points per 100 possessions when Chris Chioza is playing. That's terrible. That's really not good. If that if a team has the defensive rating like that, that's the best defensive team ever. <laughs> like that's 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 how bad those numbers have been as of late. Moses Moody had his moments yesterday. Moses Moody has kind of cooled off after he had that stretch of games where he was just going off every single game. It didn't feel like he could miss a three. And yesterday he took seven of them and he knocked down three of them. He had 18 points on the game, but. None of these stats matter because the game was lost already. And all this on the heels of this podcast that was not reported, but it it really made the headlines yesterday when Anthony Slater had the article about Andre Iguodala and his return. We're going to get to those those podcast comments later because we were focusing so much on Draymond Green and what was going on on the Draymond Green show And 
we hadn't paid attention to any other podcasts that are going on around the league that involved the Golden State Warriors because Andre Iguodala and Steph Curry were on Evan Turner's podcast and they had something to say about ushering in the new era and trying to trying to do that that two pronged challenge that one where you're trying to win a championship. But at the same time, you're trying to develop your young players. Uh, and Andre Iguodala commented on that, so we'll get to those in the next segment. But he went to the podium yesterday, and Andre Iguodala, in his 15 minutes on the floor, he only had six points. He was two of three overall from the field. He had three re- rebounds. He had a couple of assi- assists, no steals, no blocks. Uh, he had three fouls on the game, but he was a plus two on the floor. Everyone else besides Andre Iguodala and Juan Toscano Anderson, everyone else was in the minus. Andre and JTA in the plus. So there you go. But Andre Iguodala, after the game, just talked about how he's feeling and what was going through his mind in his first game back. Well, I'm 38, and not too many people at 38 playing the NBA. So just, you know, very fortunate to be able to get out there and help the guys. So it was, you know, tough night, but I, I, I had some fun, saw some good things, saw some bad things, and I saw some really good things that I, I feel like I, now I can speak on it because I'm out there. You know, before I can't really – it's hard to speak on things when you're not out there fighting with the guys. So now I can I can dig into the guys a little bit. And then he was asked about the fundamentals of the game. The NBA as a whole has gotten away from the fundamentals. You know, it's more of a pickup game. I don't want to be one of those old guys that kind of nitpick at the game, but just the reality of it. And, you know, the, the great players are very fundamentally sound. You just go down the line. LeBron, fundamentally sound. KD, as skilled as they come. Kyrie, as skilled as they come. Steph, as skilled as they come. And then they have a work ethic to them as well. So I don't think I'm nitpicking at it. It's just the true essence of the game. Your bottom isn't really that low. That bottom's still high. And I feel like now we're at a point where the bottom is is getting lower and lower. And we got to keep you know, as, as gatekeepers of the game, we got to do a better job of making sure that we're taking care of the game. I'm giving you too much. It should be on my podcast, by the way. So, so it's just hearing that and hearing the Evan Turner podcast yesterday and then even going back to Draymond and Andre talking on the podcast earlier. We don't go back to that episode enough as to why we were so high on this Warriors team. Because at the start of the season, when they were going off and they were the best team in the NBA, didn't look like anybody in the Western Conference was even going to compete with them. You remember that at the time, it was just, oh yeah, Warriors-Suns. That's it. Maybe, Maybe the Suns can compete with us, but we're good. We're good. We're the best team right now in the Western Conference. And one of the reasons we, we our, our, our heads got that big... They inflated because Andre and Draymond were on the podcast before they had their 15-minute discussion on cryptocurrency. But they talked about how this team, it there's a different feeling to it than years previous. It's the same feeling that they had back in those championship years. And after after they said that, knowing that this is a new team... We were so excited for this season and what was to come of it. But now you got Draymond talking on his podcast, who appears to be a bigger fan of the Lakers right now. Even though that's not necessarily true. I actually, yeah, I was backing him up with those statements. I think you can, it's it's your podcast. You can say whatever you want on it, uh, regardless of what the fan base thinks, even 
with how ridiculous that statement was that he would skip out a game just so he can go and watch LeBron break the all-time scoring record. Even though that was ridiculous, it is his podcast after all. He hasn't said anything uh, in the post game. I haven't heard anything like that from him, though, like what Andre Guadala just said. I'm giving y'all too much. You should just go check. I could, you should just go check out my podcast where I talk about it instead. I haven't heard Draymond do that yet. It's one game back, and Andre Guadala's already plugging his podcast. I mean, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about that. Now, Anthony Slater wrote an article in the Athletic yesterday. Again, we're going to get to the details in the next segment. But Andre Guadala was asked after the game. Just about the boo birds in that one and asked about the media. I mean, this is the second time playing here. And I think that's uh, just a part of how sports and fans have become where they're more into the games with their emotions and feelings. And uh, obviously the narrative that can be driven, especially from those that are of wealth, you know, that control the media and in our ownership position, you know, they can kind of control the narrative that has it goes out there. So I'm understanding that a true story isn't always going to get out there. So you deal with it, you move forward. That's why you start seeing athletes start speaking out a little bit more, having their own platforms. I had a journalist say, I think it was uh, Chris Broussard said, why are athletes taking our jobs as journalists? And I was like, you know, I feel like we have a platform and it's always been that relationship where it's just, you know, shut up and play. That's a part of that that we're not speaking up enough about. And I'm just fortunate enough to now I can be in that situation where I can kind of explore that avenue. It's like, what was the athlete really thinking and get that out more? Because to me, that's really a sad situation that's kind of upset me, but I just understand Foundations of America. That's really how that's been working, especially against someone that looks like me. And in the in Memphis, we know what happened with Andre Guadala. They acquired him. They reached an agreement, but he didn't even play for the team. And he basically said, "Hey Memphis, release me." And they did. And you, you didn't really see him on the floor for Memphis. And Dylan Brooks called it out after the game and said, we let Andre Godala go and do his thing. If he wants to go to Golden State, just go over there and do whatever you want. Like, they paid no mind to it. And we all got fooled by the uh, by that Desmond Bade graphic from, let's call it Ballsack Sports is what it's called. That's the Twitter account that's going around. It's the one that's fooling everybody. And their 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 tagline is "You just got sacked." And there was one where Desmond Bain was, you know, talking crap about Andre Guadala, saying that he has bicep implants. And then we ran with it for a little bit till we realized that that was a fake report. Uh, but man, it just seems like Iguodala is just so focused on this podcast stuff. You know, and and I understand, like, I understand what he what he's trying to say when he was asked about the media. He said, "No, it's more than just shut up and dribble because we wanna we wanna show the true stories here." But it just, I don't know what the aim is for these podcasts during the season because I'm not hearing a lot about what's going on in trying to. You know, trying to read between the lines of what the reports are saying. I understand why they want to do these podcasts. It's part of their post-career. But right now, it just seems like more, more of a distraction than anything as this Warriors team is heading into the playoffs and you want to try and get as many games as possible going in there. Like, that's... That's just what it seems like these podcasts are. Now, coming up next, we're going to get to the comments that 
have angered the Warriors fan base because Andre Iguodala, on a podcast that was way earlier this month, about three weeks ago, he was on Evan Turner's podcast, and he talked about this system that the Warriors are trying to run when it comes to winning a championship while simultaneously developing the young guys. We'll get to those comments next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Before we get to what made the rounds among Bay Area media yesterday with Andre Guadalla after Anthony Slater of The Athletic wrote an article talking about uh, Iguodala's return and just all the setbacks that he's had this season and how hard it's been for him to come back and all the different injuries that have just popped up over the course of the year so that Iguodala has been sidelined. Before we get to what he said, though, on a podcast regarding the Warriors and this system that they're running here where they're trying to not only build a championship contender with the younger guys, but also trying to win a championship now, which is very tough to do. But we did get an update on uh, <laughs> from Ian Rappaport from Kyle Shanahan, and we're actually, I'm going to tease that. We're going to get to that at 535, because Jimmy Garoppolo... Sticking with the 49ers in 2022. I said this last week, but I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is the is 
a part of this roster and is a quarterback on this team in 2022 because Kyle Shanahan followed up what John Lynch had to say and Ian Rappaport just had the tweet. So we are going to get to that at 535. This is coming from the owners' meetings. But we are getting... It's tough dealing with these players who have the podcasts right now because I understand it's all freedom of speech, right? These guys are athletes. They could do, they, it doesn't mean that they can't do whatever they want. They could still have a podcast, and I think it's good that players have these podcasts. But it feels like it's been nothing but just a detriment so far to how the Warriors fan base views them now. Because you're hearing them talk all the time, and when you're given a podcast, you say a lot of random things. I, I, I know that I've said a lot on this 5 a.m. show, having a show one uh, an hour every day from Monday, or at least five days a week, one hour, you're bound to say some things. And then you also have a podcast later in the day, which I do, and then you end up saying a little more. Now... With Draymond Green, we were so focused on what he was saying about the Lakers. And, you know, I had a problem with him saying that Laker fans were uh, bratty for booing that Lakers team when at the time, I think they won four of their 20 previous games. And they were playing the Pelicans, and LeBron had this careless turnover when they were down to the Pelicans by double digits, and fans started booing him. Then Draymond went on his podcast after and called the fans bratty for doing so, even though the team that they paid their hard-earned money to go and watch wasn't putting in an effort. You're not even allowed to express any sort of displeasure with how the team is playing. And I had an issue with that. And then Draymond goes on to say that this is the 18th episode, almost as that's as many all-star appearances as LeBron has. And then he says that he's going to go and watch the Lakers next season if LeBron if and when LeBron makes the all-time scoring record even if the Warriors have a game now I personally don't believe that statement I think it was tongue-in-cheek and we could be mad at Draymond all we want but the fact is it's not going to happen till next year so we have plenty of time to be angry about that once that time comes But I heard this yesterday from Andre Iguodala, and this is something that I think we should have given a little more recognition. Because Evan Turner, former... uh, Is Evan Turner... Evan Turner's still on a team? I don't believe Evan Turner's still on the team. But he has his own podcast called The... He is a for- he's a former player. Okay, Evan Turner no longer playing. All right, just wanted to make sure I had that right. Uh, oh, he was an assistant coach for the Celtics uh, uh, most recently. How about that? So he has his podcast called the Point Forward Podcast, and he had Andre Guadala and Steph Curry on. Now, full disclosure, I didn't hear the context of how this conversation came about, but Iguodala seems pretty skeptical on the Warriors trying to run this system. He'll explain it right here in this little clip. Uh, But here's Andre Guadalla. This is a podcast from earlier this month, March 8th, on Evan Turner's podcast. Like, my thing is, they really do be thinking it's them and not us. 
That's Joe and them too. Mm-hmm. Like I tell Joe, like yo, Joe, you do be walking around, fam. Like this is what I did this, and like they got this narrative now. You know, we got a championship squad, and then they're gonna do easy, another one easy, at the same easy, time. Yeah. That's coming right after us. I'm like, man, y'all know how hard it is, man. And do y'all like we know? I've been we talking see about that all all day. Today. Yeah, like we, the people that are here, like how hard it is to win in this league. It's so hard. We made it look so easy that they think it's like, oh, we about to do it again. I'm like, yeah, all right. We, we gotta, gotta wait for six years to come. Be like, I told you. That's what you gotta wait on. It's yeah. like either it's gonna happen or it's not. Right, right, but right, that's, right, yeah, right. That's the game right, that you're right, playing. Right. And, and we're actually building. We're putting sweat equity into that team by what but we're breathing. We believe it. But what we're breathing into Wise and what I'm breathing into Kaminga and what you're breathing into Moses. Like we're breathing into them. Like yo, y'all can be great too. Like dudes don't be doing that. You have bad bets. Now, I think that these comments were. A little overblown, but the reason that I have an issue with this is when you're talking about the current team that way, when you seem skeptical about it, I just think fans really want everybody on the team to be bought in to what the Warriors are trying to sell right now, which is... You are trying to sell this championship now team, this team that win can, that can win a championship now, while at the same time trying to usher in the new era of players. Now, I do agree with Andre when he was talking about, you know how hard it is to win another championship? You know how hard that is to do what the narrative is surrounding the Warriors? And I do agree with him from that standpoint, but it's just the skepticism of it. And saying it at this time when you're in the home stretch of the season, and at that time it was March eighth, so it was critical there. You were you were in situation critical. At the time, you didn't have Draymond back. You didn't have that. So you were looking at a team that was just kind of coasting. You were on your way to getting Draymond back, but man, it's just these guys, these players. They continue to say things that just rile up the fan base and get them agitated and it adds to it adds to all of it. Like these guys, I think they really do hear what the Warriors fans are saying on on social media. And and again, I'm all for athletes having these podcasts, but just some of the things that they say here. Now, there was a good reasoning as to what Andre was saying, but that skepticism while also a lot of people not even listening to that sound clip, just reading the quote and seeing that he 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 said, "Hey, if you don't, if if you think that we're just going to win another championship right away after we're all gone, you know how hard it is." Like I, that's all you read, and then he continued it. He said, "It's just you know, it kind of dis- disrespects the former ever era, but I also don't think you're giving the new era the opportunity to grow and be kids. Throwing that all on them, and it's not deserving. It's just my perspective. Could be wrong. Sometimes it's just saying less is more. Like <laughs> you, you, you all." A lot of these comments can be misconstrued, and this is why, you know, we're always talk. they're always talking about how reporters are, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're conveying my words in a different way than I wanted them to be conveyed, and reporters are doing that because sometimes whatever they say, it doesn't fully resonate. And when they are meaning to say something else, then we can take that completely different. And that's just that's just human nature. Right. But 
when I'm hearing these podcasts, man, I do think we overreacted a little too much to what Andre had to say on the podcast. And and I'm not going to be the, you know, the guy that just tells the athletes, yeah, shut up and dribble. Don't share your thoughts on anything. But it just feels like these podcasts have been nothing but a detriment to the to the how the Warriors fan base has viewed them as of late. Now, the front office they don't they don't think anything of it at least that's what they're saying to us it seems like the front office still believes in them they still love the fact that Andre's back on the court and back playing and it is good to see him on the court I do want to see him to be 100% healthy I really don't know how many minutes he's going to be giving you on the floor but when they're watching these games from now on when warrior fans are watching these games from now on we are going to think in the back of our minds, well, Andre doesn't seem to believe in what the Warriors are trying to build here. And then it, and then so on and so forth. It's the same thing with Draymond Green, and you're going to be looking at viewing him in a, in a, in a different way. Now, these athletes, they don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> they, they really don't. They could, say, they could just say, screw it, I'm going to say what I want, and if you want to feel the way you feel, then fine. Do whatever you want. Like, that's how they feel. But to me, it's just, man, all of these things are just, it's just angering a Warriors fan base. And it's just, some of these things, they need to temper, I guess we as Warrior fans need to temper our expectations just because of how many championships they've won over the years. And we maybe need to stop taking these things too literally. But that's just what happens. That's just what happens with these with the with these podcasts, see from the five one zero. After hearing that Iggy speech, it made me not a big fan. It sounded real ignorant and full of himself. Curtin Napa thinks Iguodala is just being realistic. All he's saying is people need to pump the brakes because this is a lot harder than it seems to people watching. See, but Kurt, it, it's it's coming away. It, it's coming off totally different to a lot of the fan base. These podcasts, man. I do enjoy them. I'm not going to lie to you. I do enjoy them. I do like hearing. I do like hearing players uh, talk amongst one another. Like Draymond's pod with uh, Joel Embiid was fascinating, and his talk with Bradley Beal was very interesting. I mean, they, these guys, you know, when when they're two athletes talking about their respective sports, it's like why the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and Chad Ochocinco, that one's so enthralling because players are going to give you the real perspective there, the real talk, because the people that are interviewing him understand what they're going through. So I do like that aspect of it. But man, the fan bases have just been so riled up from these things as of late. And then you hear Iguodala after the game yesterday talking about the fundamentals of the game. The NBA as a whole has gotten away from the fundamentals. You know, it's more of a pickup game. I don't want to be one of those old guys that kind of nitpick at the game, but just the reality of it. And, you know, the, the great players are very fundamentally sound. You just go down the line. LeBron, fundamentally sound. KD, as skilled as they come. Kyrie, as skilled as they come. Steph, as skilled as they come. And then they have a work ethic to them as well. So I don't think I'm nitpicking at it. It's just the true essence of the game. Your bottom isn't really that low. That bottom's still high. And I feel like now we're at a point where the bottom is, is getting low and lower and we got to keep you know as, as gatekeepers of the game we got to do a better job of making sure that we're taking care of the game i'm giving y'all too much it should be on my podcast by the way <laughs> it's like podcast 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 by the way my new podcast just your opinion man coming out today <laughs> hypocritical all right coming up next i gotta get to 
John Lynch's comments from the owners' meetings yesterday, because we are also getting some updates here from Kyle Shanahan. Ian Rappaport continues to tweet away, because I, by the sounds of it, he's having a conversation with Kyle Shanahan right now, and he's tweeting every answer, or he just had a conversation with Kyle Shanahan and is tweeting out everything that he's gotten from the uh, from the recording, or whatever it is, because... Ian Rappaport is tweeting Kyle Shanahan quotes. I would not be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team in 2022. I'll get to why I think that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. I need your participation at the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. Because Jimmy Garoppolo... It's looking more and more likely as each day goes on that he's going to be a quarterback on the roster in 2022. Now, he is not going to be the starter. I don't think he'd be the starter if he was on the roster. But we have gotten a sound clip from John Lynch yesterday at the owners' meetings and then today from the NFC Coaches' Breakfast we're getting some reporting from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter at the Coach's Breakfast. You know what's funny? I could picture Dan Campbell at this NFC Coach's Breakfast. Like, uh, what is it? Is it like a spread of a buffet? Do they have... Is it just like a restaurant where they have menus and they have people coming around taking their order? Because I could easily see like Dan Campbell, because when I'm thinking of NSC coaches, there aren't a ton of big dudes who stick out. I guess like Bruce Arians would be the one guy who I'd expect to have a very hearty breakfast every morning. But Dan Campbell, if it's a buffet, Dan Campbell's that dude that's coming in with the the full plate, just one thing stacked on top of another. No room at all. You can't see the plate just so he could show off to the other coaches about how much he eats. There's always, you know, there's always that one person at the at the table when you go to a buffet, right? That oh, your plate's stacked without remembering like you can get up and get more instead of having to instead of having to stack your plate up. It's a buffet. You can you can get more over time. That's the whole point of these buffets. Shout out to Hometown Buffet, by the way. When I'm talking about this, I'm picturing Hometown Buffet in my head. Haven't been there in a very long time, but I bet you this NFC Coach's Breakfast is absolute fire. But let's get to John Lynch first, because John Lynch yesterday, when he was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, this is what he had to say, because he doesn't foresee him just being released. I don't foresee that. He's too good a player, you know, so... Um, I don't foresee that, and um, you know, I think Jimmy will be playing for us. So he'll be playing for someone else. He's too good a player not to be. Now, I don't mean to bounce back and forth here, but I do. There is another John Lynch quote that I want to get to, but that's after I read this from Adam Schefter as well as Ian Rappaport. They're both they're both doing their reporting here. They're both doing their their due diligence. 
But Rappaport was on it first. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan, this is the tweet, here at the NFC Coaches Breakfast, says he sees a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster in 2022 and acknowledges the surgery delayed trade talks. As for if both Trey Lance and Jimmy G are on the roster, Shanahan declines to name a starter. Shanahan. Like, like, Shanahan declines to name a starter. You're just, you're setting yourself up for the worst season of media appearances that he's ever going to have in his life, at least leading up to the season. And he doesn't have to answer that right now, I guess. So really he can, I mean, he can just say whatever he wants to, even though he knows in his head who is going to be the starter. I think when I, when I just, just when I read that, I thought in my head, like, what are we doing? I understand what they're trying to do here because John Lynch doesn't foresee him being released simply because simply because he's too good to be released. And that these other offers on the table, they're just not happening. And they are clearly trying to just keep his trade value up or at least keep any value that he has left even with this shoulder surgery saying oh no he's too good and then Kyle Shanahan going on to say this declining to name a starter just so other teams could say oh wow Kyle Shanahan maybe there's going to be another quarterback controversy in 2022 he still thinks he's good enough that he's going to decline naming a starter? Oh, maybe we should trade for him. I don't know if NFL, if any NFL GMs are going to be falling for that. But I saw that and I thought, man, how would there be a scenario where he is there in the upcoming season? Now, I told you I was going to be going back and forth between clips here. But John Lynch said this about the quarterback situation last year because there's so much talk about when Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter. You see Trey Lance grinning on the field when he makes a mistake, even though that's not true. He was just grinning because clearly another teammate had told him a joke. We were all trying to create this narrative that Garoppolo and Lance don't like each other. There's there's <laughs> there's dysfunction in the quarterback room. But then here's what John Lynch said uh, to respond to that. I don't think it ever was awkward last year. You know, I, I don't want to speak for those guys. I, I think Jimmy at the end, you know, when he was saying his farewell, um, you know, he may have indicated that, but I, I it never felt awkward. I think um, I give both those guys credit for that. I, I give the lines of communication between Kyle and Rich Gangarelli, who was the quarterback coach, all that um, credit for. I, I don't think it ever felt awkward. And like I said, I think when you have uh, strength at that position, it's a good thing for your team. So that was last year, and that's when Garoppolo was the de facto starter, and he had John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan behind him 100%. Shanahan never said that Trey Lance was ready to be the starter over Jimmy Garoppolo. All season long, it was, well, if Jimmy Garoppolo is 100% healthy, then we're going to go with Jimmy. But if he's not 100% healthy, then we're going to go with Trey. So just how you treat 
the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback relationship. If the starter isn't 100%, you bring in the backup quarterback. But this year, if Garoppolo is going to be getting paid what he's paid now, if you're going to be a $25 million a year quarterback and you're a backup for one, well, for one thing, I mean, if you're that type of athlete, as every athlete is, that really wants to fight to be a starter, then good on you. But man, if you're making 25 mil a year being a backup quarterback, I mean, didn't didn't did anyone ever watch? Yeah, I might be, you know, I, I might be showing how the the how my age here, uh, but how young I am. But Blue Mountain State, very popular show uh, in in college. There, I'm not going to say, yeah, no, I'm 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 an old guy, but you know, and all the stuff, I'm the age thing. But Blue Mountain State, it was a show that I was watching back in college, and it was all about a college football team, and the main character was a backup quarterback who was just a backup quarterback didn't have any he didn't have any desire to be the starter because being a backup quarterback on a good college football team means you're still invited to the parties means you're still getting the girls it means you're still getting the football player treatment except you just don't have to play on the field and that's what it was so when you really think about it Garoppolo is going to be paid if he stays on this team in 2022, he's going to be paid $25 million a year to hold a clipboard. That is not a bad gig. <laughs> that is not a bad gig for Jimmy G. But I don't think he is that guy that would just be... That, that would just settle as the backup. I, I don't think he'd be that guy. I think that Jimmy G would assume that the starting position is his role. The starting quarterback is his job. Even though the Niners traded all these picks to get him. But I don't know if the 49ers are going to get anything in return for Jimmy. It seems like a lot of these teams have their quarterback situation figured out. And if they go into this season where they're saying, "Oh, we need another we need another quarterback on this roster because clearly the two that we have just aren't going to work out." Then maybe I see a scenario where they could trade him. But you got the draft coming up very soon and whatever teams would be willing to give up, the 49ers would be having to wait until next year's draft so that it could take place. It's not like, yeah, you could you could trade for a 2022 draft pick after the draft's over. I am so I, I am just so confused with how all of this is going to work out. But in the same sense, you could just go into next season. I know you're 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 paying that much money to Jimmy, but after all, if you do release him, then it's going to cost you money this season against the salary cap where you might have a little more to spend on free agents if you manage to restructure uh, some contracts because there are still some free agents available, funnily enough. It's not like free agency is just done with because players have stopped being signed. No, players are still out there if if they if they're so inclined to to sign anyone. But you could go into this season with a scenario where Trey Lance is the starter, Jimmy Garoppolo is the backup, and you have a guy who's an up-and-coming quarterback in Trey Lance 
while having a guy in Garoppolo who could be a starter on other teams, but you have him as a backup just in case Trey Lance gets hurt, that's not a bad scenario. It's not tough. That's not a tough one to have. It's not tough to deal with. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be a professional about it. Secretly inside, he'd be stewing, saying that he needs to be the starting quarterback. But I think that he'd understand that his shoulder surgery put them in a place where they weren't going to get anything of value for him. They were hoping to get two second-round picks for him, which did not pan out. It's not the best-case scenario, but it's certainly not the worst, in my opinion. Certainly not the worst. And triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the Comcast business text line and the phone number. You know what? Let's go to the phones here. We got a caller. Uh, remember, I take these calls live on air. I do not have the ability to screen them because I am currently in the producer studio. So we're taking these calls live on air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is uh, Eric from Oakland. Eric, what's going on, man? Hey, um, you know, Don Yee, man. Don Yee leveraged this whole thing, and now Garoppolo's going to be stuck on the team, you know, unless something miraculously happens. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, Garoppolo, he's going to end up being the most, or, you know what, the most expensive slash, the best backup quarterback in the history of the NFL, <laughs> right behind Steve Young, when Steve Young was the backup to Joe Montana. And uh, it's very sad that we're in this predicament right now. Now he's going to have to sit back, making $25 million a year. Mind you, that's not a bad deal. Like, I don't care what he says. I'll get paid $25 million to sit on the bench. Like, seriously. But knowing that he's not going to start, you know, it's going to probably eat away at him. But, you know, I, I have this dream, man. And I'm not Martin Luther King. I'm not Nostradamus. But I have this, like, just desire just to see a trade with Carolina, man. Give us CNC. Take Garoppolo, have them, you know, compete with Sam Darnold, in my opinion, the bus. And since they're reformatting their papers over there and they're trying to rebuild and restructure that organization, anyways, I heard that CMC was on the trade, you know, trading block uh, because of his salaries. And, and, and if you think about it, uh, he's also injury prone, so it's not like he has the the highest value. Right. To compare both Garoppolo and him, so. Bring the, bring the kid home. Give us another dynamic weapon, and uh, let's just be on with this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this saga and this drama. I, I can't I can't live through this in training camp and, and hearing reporters talk about this every single day, every single day. It's going to wear on us. Yeah. Fans. Yeah, Eric, thanks for the call, man. I mean, as, as, as he's calling, we got two more people on the phone lines. I haven't received three calls in one show in quite a while, and... That's understandable. It's 5 a.m. And, I mean, who would want to call into this show? But when you mention Jimmy Garoppolo and this saga that we're going through, like, that's what, that's what, that's what brings it out of people. People really do not like this situation. Again, let me play this John Lynch clip for you. This is from yesterday at the owners' meetings. I don't foresee that. He's too good a player, you know, so um, I don't foresee that. And, um, you know, I think Jimmy will be playing for us or he'll be playing for someone else. He's too good a player not to be. Jimmy's going to be playing for us or he'll be playing for someone else. And then Kyle Shanahan from the NFC Coaches Breakfast 
says he sees a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster in 2022 and acknowledges the surgery-delayed trade talks. As for if both Trey Lance and Jimmy G are on the roster, Shanahan declines to name a roster. As frustrated as he seems when he's at the podium answering these quarterback questions, I think there's a part of him that loves it. I certainly think there's a part of him that loves it. It's just if he's declining to name a starter that's trying to keep Jimmy's trade value like anywhere. There's a, there's really no value that he has at all right now. The dude's getting surgery, and we don't know what he's going to look like throwing a football. So they're just trying to keep any value that he has left to the rest of these teams. But teams have shown that they're more inclined to sign a veteran free agent for much cheaper and then just go on and try and figure out their quarterback position next year and just say, you know what, we're going to try and build everything else on our team, build everything around it to try and alleviate some of the issues that we have with our quarterback position. We'll focus on the quarterback next season. It seems like that's the route that a lot of these teams want to take. But let's go to the phones here at 888 What's your name? Where are you calling from? Top of the morning, Stephen. This is Anthony. I'm on, uh, what am I on? 580 West. <laughs> there you go. 580 West. What's going uh, on, Anthony? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually, I actually thought to talk about the Iggy situation. Oh, okay. But we can, we, I'll, I'll give my, uh, oh, damn. actually, I'm fine with it. Um, I think, you know, everybody's, um, all frustrated and stuff. Like, this is the game, man. And Jimmy G and his, and his, um, and his agent, they played the game well. And, you know, now, now you have the 49ers in, in pretty much a stalemate. You don't want to release me because even though we say he has no trade value, the 49ers don't want to release him and get nothing for him. And so Jimmy G is winning in a situation tenfold. So, I mean, this is the game, and he played it better. So just get over it. And um, as, far as, the, as far as the Iggy thing goes, like, us as fans want transparency. He gave you guys transparency. He gave you a glimpse into what's going on, which is, hey, it is not easy to just run these championships back. And it's damn sure, excuse me, not easy to develop youngsters as well as get the full, um, the full uh, potential out of us veteran guys. What is wrong with that? Like, I really would love to know why are people upset at the truth. The truth of the matter is it is not easy. And we're seeing it now. We see high sides. With our rookies, we've seen low sides with our rookies. We got Wiseman sitting at home with his leg up because we thought he was going to be the second coming of the sliced bread. And now, and, and, uh, Anthony, can I can I can I interrupt you though? Can I can I interrupt you real quick? The yep. the reason being is because we don't uh, we don't really bother to listen to these podcasts. A lot of us just had to look at the quotes without actually trying to listen to the full clip. Like there was a link posted to the clip, and I didn't see a lot of people reacting to the entirety of what he said. Just a couple of quotes, and that just goes speaks to a larger issue that we have because these players going on these podcasts, things are going to be misconstrued because there's not going to be any context to what they're saying they're just going to see the quotes and then they're going to run with it true but that's just that's a personal problem oh no doubt no doubt you need to do your due diligence and listen to the full thing no doubt but even in the context of the of the quote there's nothing wrong with that like if you ask me hey is my shirt wrinkled and i tell you it's wrinkled don't get mad at me because i told you it's wrinkled (laughs) ask me what you wanted to know so that's just my two cents of it People need to stop being so sensitive. And if you want the full story, go get the full story. But I'm perfectly fine with everything that's going on 
with all of this. He was telling the truth, and the truth is it's not easy to do what we're trying to do. I appreciate the phone call, Anthony. I always appreciate you calling in. All right, let's try and get these calls here before we get to the end of the program. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You are on the air. Going once. Talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. There we go. I, I'm sorry. I can't screen the this calls is, behind here. I'm in the producer studio is, and can't do it is, while I'm on the air. This is Charlie This is Charlie in Belmont. Charlie first in Belmont, my man. What's going on? In, in my, my first 30 years of living, this has been... The craziest off-season I have ever experienced. Oh, it's insane. That be- that being said, I want to say, go Raider Nation, baby. <laughs> but I want to end by saying um, my roommate's actually a huge Niner fan. Yeah. And when Jimmy Garoppolo was saying his farewell, I, I actually planted the seed and said it would be hilarious if he would be back next season. And what do you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's looking like it's a real possibility as Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch continue to try and keep his trade value up there. I, there's, there, it's, they're set, now, we are taking what they're saying at face value. They could just very well be pulling the Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll said we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson, but they traded him. John Lynch says he doesn't foresee us releasing Jimmy Garoppolo, but... And, and Kyle Shanahan said the same type of thing. He says he doesn't envision a scenario where they just release Garoppolo, but doesn't? they're not saying definitively, oh, it's not happening. They're not saying that definitively. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that last quote, though, from Ian Rappaport when he tweeted that out, saying, Kyle Shanahan, as for if both Trey Lance and Jimmy G are on the roster, Shanahan declines to name a starter. <laughs> it's like... We're back to this now. We're back to this. All right, got one more phone call to take, and then I got to get to the morning roast. But what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Don from Concord. How you doing this morning? Don Concord. What's hey. going on, man? Hey, how's that going, buddy? You know what? Send Garoppolo down the road in a big truck. And you know what I'll do? I'll take Garbers right out of Cal Bears, man. Put wow. Garbers in there. Give him a chance to back up. Say lovey. Good night. That's the most 5 a.m. show call I've ever heard in my life. Don't hang. Nope. Shasky. Nope. I know you want to get on the air, but we're going to get to you. The morning roast is coming up next with Joe Shasky and Bonte Hill. You got me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass. I'm not even going to respond to that call. As always, go sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.